Oh boy. Wow. Hey, I'm Ryan. Hey, I'm Chris. Chris, I just got a text alert. You know, there's some fires in my area and it's got some very important news. You know what it says? What? I have more trophies than you. I saw there's, that there a, a there's a bunch of, of fires in my area and fucking, you know, ring, you know, the, the company ring that has like makes the doorbells and everything. Mm-hmm. They apparently accidentally sent an alert to everybody in the valley that owns one of those saying level three evacuation. Get out now because they were testing their oh. evacuation system. And the, the Jackson County, which is the county I live in, the the. The government had to come up and be like, do not, you're fine, don't evacuate. <laughs> so it was really scary for about eight minutes. I didn't get one, but I was in with a patient who owned one. Oh, and no. And so they were just like, oh, what? And then we, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, uh, Very, uh, very interesting day yesterday. I believe, see, that's my, like, biggest worry about moving to the West is just, I'm like, uh, wildfires seem pretty constant right now. I think I want to dodge those. <laughs> just need, uh, just need it. They'll all burn up eventually, and then what else yeah. can burn up? Up. so like yeah, that's true it's a self-limiting problem welcome to the show <laughs> this is i have more trophies than you a bi-weekly podcast all about the different ways that people play video games i am one of your hosts dr ryan reed coming to you straight out of southern oregon and hey i'm chris i'm i'm in central indiana where there's no I, fires we just have tornadoes yeah i'd rather have i guess i'd probably rather have tornadoes. i mean they're both bad yeah i will see i i don't mind tornadoes because like i've studied like how they're formed and so i'm not scared of them anymore i know when they're gonna hit and it's like i feel like they're more survival i don't know the fires destroy a lot everything i know about tornadoes comes from either seeing twister or when i was uh probably in either middle school or high school in class one day we had to watch a made for tv movie called night of the tornadoes have you ever heard of that i've never heard of that it's some movie about a real life uh like event where like 12 tornadoes touch down at once in some city oh geez probably like somewhere in like oklahoma or something yeah and it was like oh no everything's bad but my high school's mascot was the black tornadoes so maybe they're okay i don't know what was your high school mascot we were the knights yeah tornadoes are cooler tornadoes are pretty cooler are pretty much cooler. What am I saying? I don't know how to speak I English. <laughs> I don't know. We've had a couple oh, tornadoes. They're scary, but you know, like I feel like you can see where they're going. I feel like it can outrun a tornado. Maybe you cannot outrun it. Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna go on on notice right now and just say you, Chris, cannot outrun a tornado. Maybe one day we can like test that theory. We'll Let's see. Not we'll find, find out. out. <laughs> Let's not find out. Milestone episode. <laughs> episode 500. Well, look for it. <laughs> no. Welcome to the show. It's been a great two weeks. We had our first episode come out and I don't know what you've heard. I've heard nothing but absolute positivity. Sounds like everybody out there listening loves it. And I want to thank everyone who came out and told us that you liked it because it makes us feel good and want to keep doing it. Yeah. Thank you for um, all the love and support off the first episode. Like it was. Fuck yeah. You know, I was like nerve wracked all week because I was just like, oh, I, I was excited because I was like, I can't wait to release this and then when i released it you know it's nervous because you're like oh i hope everyone likes it and it was resoundingly great like i was so stoked for it hey i i knew it was gonna be good so i was hell yeah hell yeah see i I knew we had something there 
Uh, it's so good. And I know that you're listening right now and loving it. And if you love it, hey, do me a favor. Tell someone else that they'd love it yeah. too. And let's grow that audience. Remember, we're not out here trying to do this for any other reason than it's fun. And to get that sweet, sweet Gamefly money. Gamefly, dude. where are you Gamefly. at? Gamefly. Hit me up. Let's go. I have, I have, hey, I've platinum some Gamefly games that we're going to talk about right now in our in our new segment, What Have You Played Since the Last Time That We Recorded an Episode. It's going to get a better name, but I want to start with you because yours will probably be shorter than mine. What have you been playing since last time? Yeah, um, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite, that new like Fuck. MOBA game. Uh, yeah, I'm scared. I keep seeing that and I was like, maybe I should try it out. And I remember a fucking terrible addiction I had to League of Legends when I was oh, in med yeah. school. And it's just like, oh, maybe this would be fun. And I have to keep going, uh, maybe not. You know what? Uh, let me sell you on it real quick because right, I do right. think it's a good game. I, I've got a couple problems with it. It's like free to, or sorry, pay to win model. But it is it is the MOBA experience put down into like a nice 10 minute mobile game like the game the they're timed matches 10 minutes is as long as it goes it's interesting with pokemon being in a moba setting because it just works it is it's a perfect license to use for a moba and it's really fun like games are quick like i never feel like i'm in them too long but then also the biggest drawback comes from the catch-up mechanic and just it's pay to win because it is it's just clearly pay to win yeah well, um, i mean of course it's pay to win it's made by 10 cent they make they right make win games yeah um I'll I'll say this about it. I'd be more willing to try that out and play with friends than I ever would fucking Fortnite. So <laughs> you might be able to talk me into downloading. It's great. Money night and fucking around with it. It's it's uh, we, we might we might fuck around with that in the future. I'm so down because it's my like wind down game when I'm like yeah, yeah, ready yeah. to go to bed. But I'm like, oh, I just want to play a game for like 20 minutes. I'll play two games of that and then I'll put it down. The fact that That's the it. games only go for a hard 10 minutes yep. is good, too, because I remember like, you know, on a lunch break between classes and it's like, oh yeah let me try a game oh yeah fuck. this game has gone 55 minutes and i have to be back for my next class in 15 i don't know how long this is gonna right. go it's like well gotta leave gotta look like an asshole on top of that, that there is a quick mode where they're uh they're similar games they're like different objectives i guess but they're five yeah. minute matches so it's like oh. even more tailored to the just the mobile experience of oh you're you know in between meetings or on the bus or like taking a shit or something you got five minutes that you can play a game like it's pretty good like and it also yeah. comes out on mobile soon like it'll be on your phone I think that's next month sometime. So I'm looking forward to it on that because I would like to see it on my phone, but I'm so used to playing it on Switch now that I think that's just kind of like the best way I mean, of playing if, it. If I played it, I think I'd just play it on my Switch because yeah. it's bigger. Is that all you've been playing though since last time? No, I've I've played a little bit of a game we're going to talk about in a second, but I've also been playing a lot of Final Fantasy 14, of course. Of course. So, and, oh, and I did play a little bit of more Jedi Fallen Order. So, oh, good. Yeah, so still on my in radar. In the last two weeks, you've played about maybe two or three different games, give mm. or take. Probably. Okay. Since the last time that we talked, I have platinumed 25 new games, plus I've gotten a 1-100%, which is when a game doesn't have a platinum. So 26 games to your three. Holy shit. So you need to, you need to step it up, bro. That's um, insane. <laughs> Since last time, I have got the platinum in Round Out by Pogi on PS4, Brotherhood United on Vita, Freddy Spaghetti 2 on both PS4 and PS5, Riff Raccoon on both PS4 and PS5, Bully Starring 2 Pandy version, Project Summer Ice, the secret video games made by a weird Christian cult, but who cares because they're <laughs> dollar platinums, Life is Strange 2, which fucking sucks, uh, Gang Beast, which is the one 100%, Pizza Break and Donut Break Head to Head, which are both uh, Brick Breaker games made by the same company that keeps releasing the same game and skinning and other things, but I like Brick Breaker games.
games. But showed you battle Mahjong Solitaire on PS4 and PS5, which is just a Mahjong game with big booby anime ladies. Uh, the oh, Skylia yeah. Prophecy, which was some shitty Castlevania knockoff. One Escape on PS4 and PS5, which was a shitty fucking uh, platformer. Sable's Grimoire which, on PS4 and PS5, which was a shitty virtual novel. Uh, Unicorn Break, Bowling Starring 3, Jane version by Project Summer Ice. Uh, Truber Brook, which was a pretty okay point-and-click adventure with a nice little like claymation style. Cotton Reboot, which I streamed last week, which was a anime shmup. Eh, it was okay. Gaps by Pogi on PS4 and PS5, which is another... The Pogi games are all puzzle games based on letters. And then Tokyo Run. And then a game I'd like to talk about really quick because there is one that you left off on your list of what you've been playing. It's true. That I made you play, which is I did get the platinum in Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, the official video game. Uh, that was my 750th platinum, by the way. Hell yeah. I'm at 757, just for anyone wor- you know out there wondering. I'm currently ranked 119 in all of America and 769th in all of the world. But I want to quickly, just for a couple of minutes, talk about, I had the funny idea. So if you don't know, there's a site that a lot of the major trophy hunters use called PSN Profiles. It's a good way to look at who's got what and where, you know, it's also a lot of metric your stats. Here are many trophies you got last month. Here's how many trophies you're averaging a day. Here's how many trophies you get on, like, you've ever gotten on a Wednesday is the stat that you had. And so they do uh, every 50 trophies, you have a milestone. And I thought it'd be funny to get my 750th trophy, a milestone of the Olympic Games during the Olympics, because I thought that'd be a funny thing to look back on. And boy, does this game fucking suck. Yeah, it's it's not great. Like, it's made by Sega, so you'd expect something a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, even just when you think about like the Sonic and Mario Olympic Games, like those are still done by Sega, but they feel like they have something more to them, which is weird when it's essentially the same game, just skinned differently. Yeah, it's like they took the the idea of the mechanics of Mario and Sonic and kind of made them even dumber and yeah. then stripped everything out of it that made it fun. That being said, though, there is a big giant Sonic costume you can wear. Yeah, I made Sonic uh, compete in the 200 meter freestyle swimming event, and it was very funny. But basically, almost every game is Mash X. Yeah, it, it's either or, Mash X or like flick the control stick yeah. up or something like it's got some of the worst controls. I Like, so there's a long jump one where it's Mash X to run and then flick the left stick at a 45 degree angle before you go over the line. The only problem being they don't show you where the line is and they want you to be precise on that 45 degree angles and it's just like I don't fuck I'm just gonna flick it I don't know yeah it's it's fucking bad I bullied you into buying this game so that you could help me with the online trophies uh how much more have you played since then I I played like I booted it up to play it some more and I played it for maybe like five minutes and I was just like you know I don't want this to be my first platinum I want my first platinum <laughs> to be something bigger and I, I was just you, like you said that to me and I thought it was fucking hilarious yeah I was just like I will platinum I will platinum this one day we will talk about this game again when i'm like hey i platinumed it <laughs> but yeah, like, that's what we'll say. like well that's right yeah i i think i do want to platinum something but yeah. i just want it to be something more you don't want this to, to be me, your first you know? one which i totally right. understand i will say though for those uh those listening who are intrepid trophy hunters this isn't that bad of a of a platinum i mean how, how long did it really take you maybe two well, three hours a, it, like if you're saying from first trophy to the end it took yeah. me four days but that's because we had a i had to wait for right when you weren't busy to get those other ones but right now the average time is anywhere from 6 to 12 hours and that's from first trophy to end like that's not like how long of a pro- I would say that you know it, it would probably take a good 5 to 6 hours if you just sat there and fucking did it you might yeah. take breaks because it's boring of course. basically there's there's 18 different events 20 if you count that uh, 
two of them have a like uh, volleyball and table tennis have a single and a doubles variant, but it's it's basically just play each game once, win gold medals in ten of them, and it doesn't have to be ten separate ones, which I learned later. You can just do the the easiest one is the hundred meter dash. You can just win that ten times, get that out of the way, and then just try a bunch of the online stuff. And then the longest ones for like time are collecting all the outfits, collecting all the accessories, mm-hmm. and obtaining all the tips. And they, that's the weirdest fucking thing about this game is that with all these events they don't really tell you how to play them until you're done playing them and then they'll unlock hints and so it's like what most games it's like the way you unlock hints is by completing the game win or lose most of them are if you complete it five times you get all five hints and it's not until you've unlocked the hints that they tell you advanced mechanics that will actually help you win it's like why the fuck are you hiding the mechanics of this game behind playing it for the shouldn't you tell me that up front right i I think that's also you know what now that you say that that sounds like a sega design philosophy because i i hear that complaint with sonic a lot that they put a lot of their like tutorials or handholdy kind of things towards like the middle and end of the game when it's like you should be front loaded with that let me know how to play the game before i'm too deep into it to just know already you know like i there's a baseball game which is very rudimentary and kind of shitty and i wasn't able to score any hits because it was just like why is everything i'm hitting a single and it wasn't until i played three games that they unlocked the hint is hey if you hold x you charge up the bat to hit it farther and then immediately every hit i hit was a home run it was like why the fuck wouldn't you tell me that up fucking front i don't see that's that's a weird thing though because it's like they basically know hey look we need you to play this we want you to play this so we're not going to tell you the mechanics just so you play it a little bit and then when we're ready for you to move on we'll let you know the mechanic and then you can do it right yeah i I don't want to give this game any more talk i do want to quickly give it a rating as a game what would you rate it from what you've played of it on zero to ten um i think i'd give it like a three maybe a four like it's 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 there you can play it uh uh, there's definitely somebody like maybe a kid would enjoy it more like a really yeah. young kid that's just getting into like oh the olympics are happening but yay get, like but fuck that get that kid mario and sonic exactly right that was kind of my thought is like well then you just give them mario and sonic instead i don't know why you'd give them like a real game like as, this as a fun game i'm gonna agree it's like a three or a four i'm gonna i'm gonna split the difference and say 3.5 yeah i think that's as a platinable game i will say that Almost all of it can be done by yourself. There are online trophies that make it a little hard because there's one for playing a ranked game, which thankfully you don't have to win. You just have to play. The other things are for winning 10 online men- medallies and winning 10 quick events. And the thing that's hard about that is when you try to go in and play a game, if you're not the first person in a lobby, you don't get to pick. So you oh. could be at the, yeah, you're, you're at the, like the. You're at the expense of the for? other player. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, if you've got a friend like I have Blaze, and I set up a private room so that I could pick which ones needed to be done. Perfect. And then you can just do the 100 meter dash, which takes like eight seconds and you can fart this out. I would say that if you're trying to do this solely by yourself, I would give it like a six or a seven where it's easy, but it's kind of annoying because of the multiplayer. And if you've got a friend, I would say this is an easy eight out of 10 to platinum because it's quick. It's a little mind numbing, but you get it done. And that's another platinum. And the platinum is called Perfectionist and it's a picture of the Olympic ring. So that's kind of cool. So we're done talking about this fucking game until (laughs) later when you eventually platinum and you say a platinum and I go, oh, remember that piece of shit game? Whatever. But, uh, uh, that's what we've been playing. So, um, yeah, but but now it's my favorite part of the show where we talk about our main game, which, by the way, we 
I was thinking, why do why are we like hinting at it when everyone already knows what we're talking? Oh, about? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's always in the title. You, you, you're like, yeah, we're going to talk about something later. It's like they already fucking know what it is. We are talking about, we're talking about two games. Two. Yeah. Said, hey, yeah first second episode, episode two games, episode, two games. Oh, I don't like the precedence. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to put the president here. We're uh, episode three. Probably not three games. Just don't probably get too excited not. for it. Uh, we're talking about two games today because I think these two games together do make one big story. So I thought it was important to talk about both of them. Yep. We're talking about Resident Evil 7 Biohazard and Resident Evil Village, a.k.a. Resident Evil 8. Resident Evil 7 from 2017, Resident Evil Village from this year, 2021. Both great games and both very good Platinums. First of all, I just want to go on and say... Hey, spoilers. Yes, this is your chance to bail if you do not want to be spoiled on either Resident Evil 7 or Resident Evil 8. This is this is your final warning. At this point in this many episodes in, you should know that the game that's in the title is going to get fucking spoiled. Exactly. So there's your spoiler warning. Let's start with Resident Evil 7 and let's talk about it a little bit. So this was kind of the reboot after 6, which some people call uh, the worst Resident Evil. I don't think it's the worst one. It was bad, but, you know, they definitely... Resident Evil was at a whole. It wasn't exactly viewed as a good series anymore. I don't know what your thoughts of it were, but after six, it definitely seemed like it had sunk. It definitely was that for me because I personally didn't really enjoy four when I played it the first. No, four is a piece um, of shit game that didn't age well. Yeah, like and and that's like I played that like when it first came out because I really like one, two, and three. Like those games, I really, really like four. Was it was good, but it just kind of felt like we were leaving the style of gameplay that I liked for those games and then five i actually got for uh free i, I got it in a bundle because my xbox red ringed on the day that that game was coming out Good, so it went to best system. buy and they had the warranty so i just gave them my xbox and they gave me the new resident evil xbox that was red and came with five so me and my friend just sat there on the couch from getting home with that xbox played it from the beginning to the end right there and that was a very fun experience i loved it i i like that game because of the experience it gave me <laughs> yeah not the greatest five game is, though five's not a very good game but no. i had such a blast i played that on the ps4 in co-op with my friend cody and we platinum together yeah. around halloween a couple years ago i actually just found a really cheap copy of the ps3 version thanks to pink gorilla games on twitch shouts out to ds koopa so i'm hoping i can con somebody i know into maybe going for the ps3 platinum on that it's, yeah, it's a fun I've, co-op game excellent yeah, co-op game. and then six i would say also i had a real fun time different friend matt bruce some of you might know him he uh he last year was just like hey i think we would have a fun time platinuming this on the ps4 this game sucks but it'll be fun <laughs> and it's not a good game the story is terrible and it makes no sense but at least it controls better than like resident evil 4 mm -hmm. and i had a lot of fun playing it with him and just like right shitting on it yeah um, that, that was, was the game that i bailed in it though yeah oh my gosh having to grind for enough uh like point money points to buy all of the different perks or powers or whatever mm -hmm. that was a good 10 to 15 hours of just sitting there doing the same part oh, of a level God. over again and picking up we'll talk we'll talk about some grinding not to this episode, but right. we've got some. I've got some episodes lined up in the future that we're going to talk about some grinds I did, and it's going to be good. But no, the sixth grind was pretty bad. But then, mm -hmm. you know, so Resident Evil 
not looked at really well. And then seven comes out of nowhere. It's first person. It's back in a house. It's in America. It's well, they've only been America, but you know, it's in a different part of America. Now it's in the South. Yeah. And people are just like, what the fuck? And I get really interested. I, I picked this up pretty much right as it came out. And this was 2017. This area would have been right at the beginning of my getting back into platinums. Cause the thing that caused it actually was this Watchdogs and Final Fantasy 15 all coming out within like a month and a half of each other. And it was like, I've got these really great, really great games that I'm really liking. Fuck it. Let's go for the Platinums. And then it was, oh shit, the bug is back. <laughs> and that is really when I started, um, started to get hold on me. I think Resident Evil 7 started. Resident Evil 7 is only like my fifth or sixth Platinum. Oh, wow. Really? I want, I want to say, I'd have to look it up really quick for me. Like, what about you? How did I, you get to it? it? It was a really long burn for me because eight proved like that they're kind of back or at least like to a new form, a new standard of Resident Evil. Resident Evil seven, I enjoyed, but I wasn't sure if the franchise was ready to be back in its kind of like glory. You know, it's, it is, it happens all the time in this industry where you get a, a good, my, you know, franchise. It was, my, it was my eighth, it was my eighth platinum trophy. Oh, hell yeah. I think there are times where like, you know, there's a good franchise and then it burns out after a while and then they'll make one really good one just out of nowhere. And then it's kind of back to where it was. Right. Or it's trying to recapture what that game did well with, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I had that worry with eight and I'm I'm glad to say that I, I'm back in. I'm back in on Resident Evil. I like I was out on yeah. it for a while because, yeah, I was one of those people that I didn't like four, didn't really care for five and six. I just well, completely dodged. So I would say in the last couple of years also, with one exception, every Resident Evil has been a banger because you had Resident Evil seven. Then you had Resident Evil two remake. Then you had Resident Evil three remake remake, which I wasn't the biggest fucking fan of. And then you had Resident Evil eight, which those three games are, I think, my three now my three favorite Resident Evil games. Right. And so it's like I do, I give them a pass on Resident Evil 3 Remake just because I think Resident Evil 3 inherently is not a great game because it's so linear. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like you can take something that's already got a problem and make it better. But yeah. they at least made it, I think, a little bit more playable than the old one. Yeah, and it's, so, it's certainly pretty. Resident Evil, I think, is definitely back. Now, that being said, they also made that Resident Evil Resistance, that Dead by Daylight game. That was fun <laughs> for like 20 minutes and then I put it away. And then coming later this year is Resident Evil Reverse they're like horde mode shooter and it's just like you guys don't need to always make some multiplayer shit yeah i just I don't just understand make these it. good they make these really good single player games and then i think it's just the capcom thing of oh but if we make a multiplayer thing we could get some you know microtransactions oh, yeah we could sell skins or yeah, ooh, skins you know. okay so resident evil 7 the premise of this game is that you are ethan uh winters who is a investigative journalist whose wife mia has been missing for three years and and then all of a sudden you get an email saying she's in Dolby, Louisiana. Come get her. Mm-hmm. So you get in your fucking car and you're like, I got to go find her. And you find her. You find this. The location is this weird, gross looking Louisiana Bayou Manor owned by a, the Baker family. And you go in there and bullshit starts, which is the best way to do a Resident Evil game. There is a weird, gross location. You, against all better judgment, walk in. Now you're trapped and shit's going crazy. It is so good. The immediate throwing you back into a house was so nostalgic fueled for me. Like, it just yeah. it, it was like, oh, man, we're like kind of coming home. But then like in that moment, they they oh, they tear this boy down. 
because like oh dude you might be well, better at all, explaining this yeah because okay. like so what i really like about the beginning the prelude if you will of mm-hmm. resident evil 7 is that it introduces a mechanic for this game which is found footage so with resident evil 7 and resident evil 8 we've talked about this oh my god i completely before. forgot about the resident found evil footage. 7 and resident evil 8 both do a thing where they're both kind of trying to allude to other horror genres and when we get to 8 we'll talk about uh, how 8 does it but in 7 it's definitely trying to be a little bit saw a little bit texas uh chainsaw massacre Mm -hmm. and like a little bit home invasion movies yeah and uh they also introduced this thing where you can find vhs tapes and the vhs tapes are playable side things in an area you're already in which the idea is to teach you about mechanics where you are that you wouldn't have found case in point in the beginning of seven you find a tape from a uh, cast of a ghost hunting TV show who have just found this place and decide to break in and film it. And by doing that, you learn that there's a secret lever under the fireplace in like the family room that you can hit to open a secret door to go into the basement. And then when they do that, they get fucking murdered. But then Ethan can go find that thing that was there all along that you can just like when I speed, I speed run this game now. But when you speed run it, you already know where it is. You can just pull it and you can skip that whole part of the game. So that's um, nice. that that's yeah. always nice in a game where they kind of know. Well, I mean, Resident Evil games are built for you to play over and over and over and over. So and speed it's run nice that they fast. kind of and take those little sections out. If yeah. you just kind of know, and we'll definitely talk about that when we get to the trophies, because there's trophies about that. Oh, God. But yeah. um, I, I really like that. There's this whole part of this game that once you've played it once and now you've learned the knowledge, it's like I never need to do that again. Mm. And so he, Ethan comes in. He's looking for his wife. He stumbles into what is basically the guest house wing of this this uh this mansion finds the tape learns to go under there goes into the basement and finds mia finds his wife in a cage where she's been stuck for this whole time you get her out you start bringing her through and all of a sudden she starts acting weird and she fucking turns on you and stabs you in the hand and then cuts your hand off with a fucking chainsaw resident evil 7 and 8 the main theme that goes throughout all of them (laughs) is family and perseverance of will and severe hand trauma since this game is first person the only way they could show portrait and character was just by just fucking this man's hands up in the worst way possible over the course of this game and the next one in the next one yeah (laughs) here's what happens he gets stabbed through the the palm he gets in a hand entirely chopped off and then put back he gets what else happens he bugs bite him on the hand oh he gets his one of his hands eaten off oh yeah i was just trying to think of seven oh yeah yeah. (laughs) uh what else happens to his hands in seven you can get uh nails that fly off of out of a balloon impaled in your hands you can get your hands burned you can get your hands singed off by acid then he gets an eight a werewolf bites Bites part of his hand fucking off he gets hooks through his hands and hung on a wall that he then pulls through between the middle and ring finger and then what else happens to his hands he gets his hand chopped off by dimitrescu yeah he gets his entire hand chopped off again the other one not the one that was chopped off in seven. He gets because in seven it's the left hand that gets chopped off. In eight, it's the right hand that gets chopped off. He gets his hands fucking like burned off with sludge from a big fish man. Oh, it's just it's the it's grossest constant. shit. And then the end is his hand fucking just annihilate gets annihilated and crumbles into dust. So like this hand is all about this whole game is about hand trauma, which is hilarious. Yeah, if you're like a like a neurosurgeon or some someone that needs to protect their hands, don't suggest you playing this game. 
I'd be like me, like a like a chiropractor whose hands are their entire life. That's true. <laughs> like so, oh man, I I just I do kind of love it though because uh, <laughs> it's so gross. Well, yeah, like it's gross, but like in eight when they cut his hand off and he just fucking grabs his hand and just puts it back on, and it's just like this shit's so stupid. It's oh, so it's good well, though. I lo- I do love that they explain it later why that right. is, but and it's president seven because he gets it cut off with a chainsaw and then uh okay so zoe who uh, let me let me go back to the story a little bit so i can get to explaining why this is funny but so mia freaks out you kind of knock her out and then this dude just comes out of nowhere and says welcome to the family son punches you in the head and knocks you out and drags you back to the main mansion where you meet zoe who is the daughter of this family who's like the only one on your side the way that she puts your hand back on is fucking stapling it on and then pouring some goo on it and just it fucking it's like oh it's fine now yeah and which this game is that moment yeah. in the game that's kind of the the linchpin right that is the moment yes. where everything well, changes in ethan's life i don't want to i don't want to right bury the lead a little bit right I, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I do want to explain this even though we said spoilers that is a spoiler to the overall story which we'll right. get to at the end but yes that that moment right there of jack knocking him out and bringing him to the house, in is the, the thing that changes everything about him as a person mm-hmm. but yeah so then zoe basically says my whole family's fucking crazy you gotta get me out of here and she gives you what basically looks like an apple watch that's got your health meter on it and says this is a a codex and it'll help you unlock things he's just like what the fuck are you talking about but now you're in a house and your whole goal is get out that's all it is you don't get all this crazy bullshit in like four or five or six where it's like i need to save the president from a terrorist organization in fake spain who's making parasites or i you know i need to go to an underwater facility with my partner and stop the umbrella corporation from making everyone into zombies it's very simple i'm in a place i don't want to be and my wife's here somewhere and i want us to get the fuck out it was great is that it's excellent because especially too because like it's just scale back it's not taking itself to that height yet of like oh there's this big government conspiracies and all these like you know global figures kind of messing around with everything it's like no it's it's focused on ethan and his struggle of trying to find his wife and get out and which is it's nice for resident evil it's a change of pace it's it's the stakes the whole world doesn't feel like you know it's at stake it's It's in danger it's it's your wife it is your family that's at stake which to i would say hopefully most people should be the most important thing right hey 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 nothing's more important than family i ain't got friends I got family. We love the Fast and the Furious around here, if you didn't know. What is kind of nice, though, is that in Resident Evil fashion, there's all these collectibles around, Mm -hmm. or trophy, you know, that you find basically, like, files and notes. And if you dig into that, there is the whole, like, you still have some of that Resident Evil conspiracy about corporations and shit. And and we can, um, I want to save that for a little bit later. We definitely will talk about that. But it's like, it's there for you if you want, but you have to dig for it. Yeah, and there's even just little small things to, like, Raccoon City, isn't isn't there like newspaper clippings that say like, oh man, that's something in, uh, weird wouldn't happen. I know there's I a lot in more game. in eight, but I think, I think that's more in the next game. Okay. I can't remember a lot of that stuff in seven. In seven, it's more about this new corporation and a little bit of what's happened to Umbrella. Right. But like I said, I'm going to save that for a little bit right. later into and, the talk. And that's what's kind of fun about seven too, is that it doesn't rely on your knowledge of the franchise. Like it feels like its own separate thing until it gets to a point, of course, where like certain yeah. characters start getting introduced or re- introduced which is is great because again more self-contained more you know on its own i think it kind of shows and stands above some of the other uh, resident evil games just because it
hasn't had that moment to be able to do that. So before when I was talking about how Resident Evil 7 and 8 kind of take their cues off of old movies, I would say that I would classify Resident Evil 4 as, or 7, I mean, as basically broken up into five chapters in my mind. And each one takes a different aesthetic. Chapter 1, in in Resident Evil 7, basically the whole deal is you're dealing with this antagonistic force that is the Baker family. And the first couple chapters are about a different member of the family. So the first chapter is when you're dealing with Jack Baker. That's the dad. That's the guy that knocks you out in the beginning. And his whole part definitely is more the, what's it called? Uh, Fucking chain, the Texas Chainsaw part. Right. Because the whole idea here is classic. Here is your goal. Here's the classic puzzle. Get out of the house. And so Jack is constantly chasing you and you can't kill him because every time you do, he even shows you himself. He puts a gun in his mouth and blows it, blows his own brains out. Yeah. And this fucking mold resets it. And then all of a sudden these creatures made out of mold are, are chasing you and you find the door outside, but it needs three dog head statues to get out. There's your classic puzzle. Find three things to open a door. And it's all about bobbing and weaving from Jack and opening different parts of this house while you're trying to find these three pieces. Right. And it's, it's, and it's fucking perfect. You have full reign of the house now. Not really though, because you start finding doors. That's like, Oh, this door has a scorpion on it. I need to find a scorpion key or, Oh, this gr- the garage doesn't open. Where can I find the key to the garage? Oh, there's some keys by this door that I can't open. Oh, I found a garage key. And then as soon as you pick it up, Jack comes at you with a fucking paint roller with barbed wire on it and you're fucking screaming and it's great. It's, did you, you know, I got a question real quick. Did you ever yeah. play this in VR? I did play a little bit in VR after I had already beaten it. I, uh, oh yeah, we haven't really talked about that. This game was 100% fully playable in VR. In VR, yeah. Which is the, great. Which if the you have eighth a one VR, isn't though, right? No, it's not. It's weird. But like, I wonder, it's okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that it would have worked as well because yeah. eight is more open, whereas seven is more confined. And I think that plays better to VR. Yeah. Um, totally see that. And I, I also, I'd say the VR for seven is kind of a novelty. Like, okay. unlike other VR games I've played where VR is a vital component, I feel like the VR here, you're still, you're not playing with like move controllers. You're not doing any VR things. It's just more about keeping you claustrophobic. Okay. Yeah, I got you. It's, so, it's more of just the camera is on your head, yeah, right? Okay. The camera's on your head and it's just like when shit jumps at you, it's like, oh, this is creepy, yeah. but uh, it's not a, it's not like a vital part. I have more fun playing this game out of VR because now that I've gotten the platinum and I've done everything, I know this game so well that I can speed run it. And I do like speeding through it. That VR would be kind of like a, a hindrance. Mm-hmm. But for that first time of like, ooh, this is spooky. I liked it. I feel that. That's yeah. that's pretty fair. I, I I mean, I didn't play it in VR, of course, but um, yeah. And and I also don't think it's like a game that what's what's the right word here? I don't think it like shines as a VR game. I, you know, it's it's a it felt kind of more like tacked on. I wouldn't. It was. No, but, I would say it was very cool that it had VR, and it, it's right. still regarded as one of the best PSVR games. Yeah. But and it, it totally works. It's fully playable, and there's no hindrance to it mm-hmm. if you're just trying to play it. But at the same point, you don't need to. Yeah. Once again, though, seven is very claustrophobic. It's about being trapped. And seven is more about the or eight. I mean, is more about being in this big place and it's more about the exploration. So that's why Mm -hmm. I think it it didn't need that in eight. I feel that. Um, Yeah. yeah. So this first chapter, you're trying to find the three parts. I really like the character of Jack. He reminds me a lot of like Mr. X from Resident Evil 2 because he's always following you around and he's on. I do find that we'll see in eight, two. They do kind of rely a little too heavy on the welcome 
welcome to a new part. Here's the person chasing you. Yeah. It works well with Jack because he's the first one. But there's one more in this game. There's only two in this game. And that's fine. And then in eight, you get two more. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, I'm getting it. In in seven, Jack is on a very set schedule. He comes out in very specific places. And then once you've hit all of those landmark ones, then he kind of roams a little bit and he's a little bit easier to avoid. And there's ways to get around them. The first part of seven is all about basically the main house. You get uh, a side uh, wing, you get the main wing and you get the basement. Uh, you get two different boss fights against Jack, which one of them, the final one being a chainsaw duel where they, they literally, they take, oh, you can use your guns if you want, or they just give you a fucking chainsaw. And then he gets a giant chainsaw. That's also a pair of scissors that has one of the games, only 100% insta kill fail states, which for speed running is kind of annoying, but it, it's fun. You get to see a lot of gross shit. You get to see how this family has been basically for years now, kidnapping passerbys, throwing them into bathtubs, filling them with this, this black goo yeah. and turning them into the molded, which are the main bad guys. There's no zombies in this game. It's all these mold creatures. And, and that was, start that to- was honestly really weird for me because it's like, Oh, like, I mean, I guess like we've had different, uh, sh- like sh- strains of this kind of like virus, like Ouroboros and stuff like that. But like that, that, the, the Ouroboros and the Las Plagas and yeah, the viruses and yeah. parasites. This was the first mold. But yeah, it's like the mold was weird and it, it was something I didn't like even fully understand until like, you know, of course, when the eighth one happens they where they kind of just it. explain yeah everything in that game i like how the game plays out i like that i really like the opening of seven i think that this yeah that first mansion is so fun to play in. everything with jack is great i start getting lost though towards the end of it towards like, the end of the man uh, of seven of chapter one no oh. of just seven in general like oh, oh we have, yeah, yeah we haven't gotten there you're skipping ahead <laughs> yeah because uh, after you take out jack and you get out you meet the next part of the family which is marguerite his wife and then mm. you get the garden house section where marguerite her mutation so everyone's got this weird mutation Jax is just like this significant regeneration and your general like you know like in Resident Evil 2 with G. Birkin where he just kept getting grosser and grosser that's what happens to Jack right Marguerite is a weird bug lady who's got bugs in her and you get to go to this little like lake house that is fucking infested with bugs if you don't like bugs this is definitely not the part from you you know honestly I don't I don't know if seven or eight if you don't like bugs I don't know if they're for you (laughs) if your bugs are a hard limit because they're a lot of bugs in these games. What are there bugs in eight? There are no bugs in eight. Yeah, the whole first castle. They're made of bugs. Oh, yeah, the ladies. Are, well, yes, yeah. they are made of. How can I forget? Uh, the, the bug. I love it when ladies are bugs. This is a different type of. Those are those are hot blood ladies that are made of bugs. <laughs> this is like a gross old lady who's these got bugs living in her butthole or something. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like she turns into like this weird spider and shoots bugs out of her ass. That's part of the section a lot shorter, but also kind of the same thing. It's that hey, you need to find a crank, you need to get in here. Right. That is also the first, uh, this section is the first kind of lore drop where we learn that, hey, you need to make, everyone's infected, you're infected, and you need to make a, a uh, an antidote out of parts of a human fetus or like a dead baby to inoculate you against this mold. That's how everything is controlling. Somebody named Evelyn, who you haven't met yet, they say this little girl Evelyn is controlling their family through the mold. This is what Zoe's telling you. But you haven't really seen her yet. You've only seen mm-hmm. the mom 
the dad, Zoe, her brother, Lucas, and the grandma who's always in a wheelchair who you can't shoot. The, the game won't let you shoot her. That's weird, right? <laughs> I mean, I'd say, would what? you really want to shoot the old lady, though? Yeah, fuck her. <laughs> uh, she They always put her around corners and you walk out and it's like a jump scare. It's like, boom, <laughs> this old lady sitting in a wheelchair just looking at you. I'd say the second part with the bugs, it's short, it's fun, it's got some good jump scares, mm-hmm. but, you know, we move on. The third part of this game is that I is my favorite part of this game, and it's after you've dealt with Marguerite and killed her, you have to go to the barn to unlock Lucas's area, and Lucas, this is the saw part. This is where we get my favorite part of this game, where they basically make an escape room for you to play. Right. This, um, this might actually be my favorite part of the game, too. Um, Like, everything that they set up in there is just fun. Um, I don't know, like... I, I, I love that Lucas is constantly fucking with you, because yeah. he's the only part, he's the only person in the family who's infected, but is still, like, not fully mind-controlled by Evelyn, and that, they explain that by, by basically saying that uh, Evelyn, we'll, we'll we'll get to a little lore drop here, is this bio-organic bio weapon who's a little girl who has control of this mold. It can take people over, may give them regenerative powers or make them bug people or whatever, but also mind-controls them. Yeah. And she's this little girl who wants a family, and she has been tested on by a new mega corporation called The Connections. They're not Umbrella. Umbrella has gone good. Umbrella has ousted all the evil people and are now an anti-BOW corporation. And the connections have found Evelyn and have told Lucas, hey, we'll inoculate you against her mind control if you feed us information. So that basically gives him this immortality powers that he can do his weird fucking bullshit on, but he's not mind controlled like the rest of the family. Mm -hmm. And so you're basically going into a barn with hillbilly jigsaw (laughs) going through his weird traps. There's bombs everywhere. He like traps you in uh, parts of the barn to have fucking MMA fights against giant molded where he's got confetti and, and fireworks and he's like talking about it's the Thunderdome and at the end of it is this big giant uh, uh, escape room that once again you do another tape to find out how it works where he's trapping people in this room with a big cake that you have to light a candle for but the candle is actually dynamite and he's burning people alive and you have to find out the way to do his puzzle but also not die and I thought that was really fucking cool yeah that was a, it was a really good puzzle like that was uh, where I think at that point in the game I was like this is clever I was like this is I was like they're on to something here seven um, has good puzzles yes you know I think that's what seven shines a little bit brighter in is its puzzles versus eight eight I feel eight's got a couple but it's got a couple good one. ones yeah but I think like seven really shines in its puzzles I would say that eight, if we want to skip a little ahead eight's got one very good puzzle in the first area and then the second area itself is an entire puzzle but then after that there's like a quick puzzle in the third area and then the puzzles are basically over right i will say the one part of this uh especially this section is when you go into like the kids room oh that that was in the the previous section that oh was, was it the, okay that's in marguerite yeah go ahead i i get a little confused with this because it's like again you're mostly in houses so it's like oh yeah, yeah. like this is great whereas like oh, with man. eight it's very clear where you are and also it's been a little while since i've enjoyed seven but um yeah it's that was <laughs> when i stumbled in there i was just like i don't want to be here <laughs> it's like this is the worst setup for a horror yeah. thing it's like oh i'm in the kids room ah this isn't oh, i don't want to be here this is gonna be scary right this is gonna suck there's always for something. everyone so when uh 
back in the second part when you're trying to get all of these gross fucking mummified body parts of a series E, that's all they say, mm-hmm. uh, like embryo to make like basically take all of these body parts and make them into your inoculation. You have to go into this room to get one of them that is like a kid's room, but it's fucking gross. All the lights are off and you have to crawl underneath it. And when you crawl back out, uh, oh, there's like 30 bad guys. Right. Just coming out of the wall. Like they totally went with like, ooh, that's creepy, right? And then it's just like fucking run and i love that part everything that kind of like then goes into like this area with like the trap room you said it best with it being an escape room it's just it is, a really it's fun section it's, it's you just, have to find the candle and then well you have to light it oh but you can't light it because you don't need the knob and you got to go over here and then that shows you the puzzle to unlock the door to get the the handle that'll turn on the gas to the oven so you can light the candle so you can give it to this weird clown who will tell you the password to the other and it's like it is completely an escape room if you've ever done an escape room it's that same thing this starts this thing that unlocks this thing that unlocks that thing until you get to the end and they did a great uh version of it and then in the dlc they did another one called bedroom that's the same thing it's another great escape room and if you want to i'll do virtual escape rooms forever i love puzzles like that (laughs) so i thought that was really really good i will say after this part you do get uh a final you get a third fight against jack in his giant disgusting eyeball form because of course it's resident evil when something gets mutated it's got a lot of eyeballs that fight is dope and then you get into what i think is the worst section of the not not bad but it's definitely the low point which is the tanker so yeah that's what i was kind of saying before it's just like this is kind of where i kind of get a little bit lost on this game because it's just like i get it you know but at the same time i was just like i'm not ready for it to go here they needed a part to explain what was going on with Evelyn. And this is where you get most of your lore dump. So what happens is you have this fight with Jack and you have, what they do is they make, uh, oh, right before that, you get back to Zoe, you give her all the parts of this baby and she makes you all of the uh, the inoculations. She makes you two because for some reason you don't need one. You're you're fine. Mm-hmm. We'll find out later why. Yeah. But you, you've got one for Mia, your wife, and you've got one for Zoe. But you have to use one of them to kill Jack. So now you've only got one. And the game is like, who do you want to save your wife or this girl you just met which i thought was very weird to put a branching path in this game yeah because all it does honestly like there is a canon ending so it's like this doesn't matter and all it does is add a mini boss fight at the end of the tanker because if you save your wife that's the good ending right you save your wife you get out that is the if you save ending. zoe that's the canonical ending if you save zoe your wife gets all pissed and later at the end of the tanker you have to kill your wife it's like, very weird there's trophies after that too so it makes you like do each one which is very weird but i just thought it was weird because like if you do the route where you save zoe like wouldn't it and let's just say you put this game down after that right you're like oh cool i played resident evil 7 i'm done with it and then you went to go play resident evil 8 would you not be completely thrown off by mia just being there at the beginning of the game i mean also it's just like it was not needed like what was gained by having this secondary thing it was just a little weird but i don't know my biggest theory on on that and especially like even just like the trap room section is I feel like they're I almost feel like with seven seven was kind of a game where they were like let's throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what kind of works with it and I kind of feel that a little bit with eight like I think especially that end section that is very contentious the Um, the factory the Chris part oh no (laughs) fuck that I like the Chris part I like the Chris part too um but uh, I mean a lot of people were like oh this is just Call of Duty and it's like okay I get it I understand they're wrong but you know yeah but like I feel like especially with these two games they are trying to figure out um, what resident evil is what yeah 
yeah, what Resident Evil is or what it will be in the future, because I I feel like these games are, are doing a lot of good things in them. It's just sometimes it feels a little like uncohesive to me. And that's like I get like like the tanker section. It was just kind of like I, I understand that this is where this lore dump just kind of needs to happen. This is the way that they're doing. That's fine. To bring it back to with the, the branching pathways, I feel like that was just kind of something that was happening in video games at that moment. And they were just kind of like, well, let's do it, too. You know, yeah, just, or like, just, let's it, see if we can do it and have have it be worth your while. It is entirely fucking unnecessary because yeah. literally all it all it does is add one one minute mini boss fight. And then the ending is either he's happy or he's sad. I right. thought it was completely unneeded, but also not offensive. Yeah, um, it is yeah. pretty inoffensive, but it's like one of those things where it's like maybe they could have spent that time making something else better or different or, you know, just working on something a little more instead of just like it, it just feels unnecessary to the end of the game. Like, and again, it's like there there are definitely people out there. There have to be people out there that did that game where and they I, saved Zoe and turned I it off. I have a feeling, though, though, if you're playing that game, who would save like and let, who's going to fucking save Zoe? It's your wife. You're going to you're going to save your wife. Right. Instead I of this random person on my first kind of because, uh, again, this was another game where my first experience with it was through a Let's Play. Uh, uh, yeah. And when they got to that part, I was like, no, save Zoe, because there's clearly wow. something up with Mia. Wow. And I don't trust her. Wow. Let her die. You didn't so. save your. Wow. You didn't save your wife. Go tell your wife. That you didn't <laughs> save your wife. Go tell your wife right now that you wouldn't save your wife in the game. I, you know, you know she, she wasn't um, in a D and D game. I, I would totally just be like, hey, how do you? Am I in the wrong here? <laughs> yeah, you yes. know what? Tell yes. tell me hey, in the comments. Am I wrong yeah. here? Yeah, like I don't. Yes. I didn't trust me. And you know, like, and then when Resident Evil Eight started and like how it starts, I was like, I knew I shouldn't have trusted her. No, but then like, on. of course, it all you know, it all works out in the end. But like, or kind of. But You're like, almost- yeah, I was I was a little just like, uh, I don't know. I think I would. I think actually I would have saved Zoe. But like, okay. since whenever I played it, I was like, oh. Oh, I know what to do. So just save, you know, Mia, because you have to. But yeah, so no, the, the difference is so you whoever you save, you go off with on a boat uh, to get out. And then all of a sudden you like get knocked out by this goo and you play as Mia no matter what. So even if you go off with Zoe, Zoe disappears and then you wake up as Mia on this thing or you go with Mia and Mia gets off this boat and you have to go through this tanker where you learn that Mia has actually been working for the connections this whole time. Mm-hmm. And she was Evelyn, the little kid with the powers handler and basically she went crazy with her powers and crashed this tanker killed everyone on it and turned them into mold monsters and uh washed up on the baker's family got taken in and then basically molded them all up and that's where she's been for the last three years with mia because evelyn desperately wants a family because she's a little girl Mm -hmm. who's been going crazy with mold powers and that's all it is and then you go through that it's a it's a very quick little section where you have to keep going up and down through this elevator to find the parts to find an elevator it's a little confusing but it's not too bad i think people shit on it more than they should it's a fine part it is still very good resident evil backtracking it just feels a little too long right yeah like it's like yeah after that jack fight you feel like this is the end yeah and then they're like just do a little bit more and it's not offensive it's just whatever i mean like when you speed run it that part only takes like 15 minutes yeah so like it's not that much stuff but when you're first doing it it's just a little bit like oh this is weird plus they they introduce a new mechanic of finding acid to melt through locks and it's like 
oh, this is more shit I got to carry. I don't know. I think that was Whatever. probably what turned me off the most was because like, like I, again, the backtracking stuff. Um, That's Resident as, Evil. As, like, you can't yeah. be like, oh, backtrack. Like, all you no, do in Resident yeah. Evil is backtrack. Exactly. And I think that's kind of like what I was going to say, like with Jedi Fallen Order, it's like where I feel it was egregious. I don't I don't necessarily think it's as egregious in this because it's like, you know, that's what you do in Resident Evil. You go back. It's all about filling in the map, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I didn't feel it, it. It's smaller and there's more levels. So you're constantly going back and forth. Right. And so it's like people are like, I'm doing this a little too much. And I get it. Yeah. I just yeah. don't think it's as bad totally. as some other people think. Yeah. I, I think it, it was it, it's as you said, it was it may be a little bit more than it should have been, especially because I feel like with the houses that you were in before, it's like I, I think it was a little bit maybe more focused in its design where I say is like this kind of feels like that section where it's like, well, we have to do the lore dump. How would how do we explain this? This is how we're going to explain it. OK, cool. How do we build a level around it? I, I feel like that's where it starts kind of building and building and building. And it's like, oh, there wasn't as much focus in this particular level of i think they're just trying to get out they were like we have our game let's get out but the thing is though is i do like the lore dump i do like the idea totally you know this girl is so powerful that she crashed an entire fucking tanker in the middle of a swamp and then took over a family so um there's no real boss fight on that it's more just walking around it's Mm -hmm. not until then then you get the end where you know fucking ethan wakes up from his weird coma you have a quick little this weird i want to talk about this this is very important because it'll come up in the next one Mm -hmm. you get this weird scene that nobody really understood but now makes a lot of sense and we'll get into it where after you're done playing Mia but before you start playing Ethan again Ethan has what I can only describe as a dream sequence Mm -hmm. where he's talking to normal Jack Baker and normal Zoe in normal living room of the gross house the house that was the same room before was like filled with trash and blood and everything now it's normal and it's it's Jack saying I took this girl in and now we're trapped here and we can't get out Mm -hmm. and I don't know what happened to my family but please watch over them that's not us anymore right and it's like what how is he having this conversation with basically the consciousness of a guy that you've already murdered three times and it's really interesting what that means and i want you to remember this i don't want to say it now because once i we talk about eight it will make so much fucking sense and i thought this was so smart i don't know how they they planned this out but they got me so good with this (laughs) um but anyway so then you wake up And then the end of the game is I got to go kill Evelyn. So you go back through some tunnels that were underneath like a mine under the house. It's a cool, like, like not boss rush mode, but I mean, you know, you're running through and they're throwing a lot of shit at you. You get back, you find Evelyn, the little girl and find out, Hey, guess what? That old lady, the whole time that's been Evelyn the whole time because the mold made her age rapidly. And Mm -hmm. she was like making you imagine a little girl, whatever you blow her up. Chris Redfield shows up, throws you a, a big gun to turn her into like when the when anything in the mold here dies, it like dries up into this weird chalky substance and you, you chalk her up, you get out. End of game. I will say that section, though, uh, the mind where you have. Well, no, where you talk to Jack. It's oh, like yeah. it's so smart. It's so like I really wonder what the mindset was of the developer when they were putting that scene in, because it's so clear that they had a through line for this it, game well, to the next the game. Like. Did they? Uh, that's my question. Did they know what they so. were going to do in eight or did they just put that in and then later go like, oh shit, 
well, we can make it this. And I want to hope it's one, but I could definitely with Capcom being yeah. Capcom, I could see it being two. My hope at least is that it is one. Like it is, it, it was a plan. But the thing is, we'll, we'll never, we can sit here and, and debate. And debate we'll on, yeah. Know. Hey, no clip. If you can get into that studio, yeah. that's a good question to ask them. Go uh, find out. But yeah, like I, I go to Capcom who will never do that and find out. <laughs> yeah, I believe, I, I gotta believe, right? Because if anyone could do it, Danny O'Dwyer could do it. Oh, for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I it's, it's even to the point where like i'm excited just to kind of see how this affects the ninth game oh yeah the way that they explained that scene with jack because it it's not fully explained in the seventh game you're just kind of like oh that's weird like all right like i mean i guess it makes sense but the revelation of why that happens is so good and it's like kind of worth like the weight on it because it's like it just gives more to ethan's character and making well, him just better a better is that character you say it's worth the weight but it's like well, there, we didn't even know there was something to wait about right i know it's not like it's like i wonder it wasn't until eight. Uh, before we get into eight, really quickly. So, did you actually play this game, or did you just watch lots of plays of it? Of seven? Yeah. Yes, I played seven. Um, okay. just a quick playthrough on Steam. That was it. Okay. But uh, so just one playthrough. That's it. Yeah. Because because okay. again, I I watched a. I, honestly, I think I watched like three Let's Plays of it because I, 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 I was I interested. It's a couple times online. I don't know if you ever watched those, oh, but I've sped run this on my stream. I sped run this on the poorly played stream. Yeah. Like I, I've done this game a couple times online. So yeah, I, I I've it. seen a lot of this game because again, it was, it was the one where I, I used to, again, I used to be a big Resident Evil fan. I think I'm back in now, but it's like, this was the one where I was just like, I don't want to spend my money on it yet. I'll, I'll watch it. If I enjoy it, I'll buy it and play it. And it, it definitely was some you know i enjoyed it it was a quick you know i knew what i was doing get in get out uh eight eight is the game where i've i've like i haven't played it yet but i'm i am excited Wait, to because i haven't played it I yet i haven't played it yet you no. told me that you replayed it before i have i have an explanation for that before you get into that okay hold your explanation let's go over the trophies then really quick yes i will say as a trophy hunter this is a game where uh, the way that i did this and the way i do ever as an evil is my first run blind playthrough just to enjoy it but then mm-hmm. These games are meant to be replayed. Yeah, absolutely. So this game yeah. requires a couple different playthroughs because you need to beat it on easy, normal, and madhouse. Not all at the same time. Like they do stack, but it's like you do need to play this game enough to know how mm-hmm. to do it so you can do other runs. And that's also like playing the harder ones, unlock the harder ones, correct? Play well, yeah, so you hard, have to beat the game on normal to unlock madhouse. Right. Okay. They did do a thing in eight where it's like if you pre-ordered it, you get the get the first one off the bat, but that'd be dumb to do. Because if you try to walk into the hardest difficulty without like Oh yeah, like the the whole the, point of those games are to play them, get all the upgrades, and then play yeah. the next one, get the rest of the upgrades, and then continue on that way. Uh, it's it's like towering. It's it's you're building up on your arsenal there. Uh, what I also like about this game, and then they do it in two, three, two remake, three remake, and they do it in eight, is the idea of trophies for runs that have a specific goal, like beat the game in four hours, beat the game without opening the item box more than three times, beat the game with only using three uh, first aid meds or less. That was fun because it's like I played my first one. I just played it to play it. Then I did a second run after I beat it to clean up collectibles because in this game, there's three types of collectibles. Uh, You've got the files. You've got what are called Mr. Everywhere statues, which are just this little like bobblehead of a football guy. Mm -hmm. And then you've got these antique coins. And the antique coins are cool because not only they're collectible, whereas like the little bobbleheads are just a fun thing. And if you find them all, you unlock a, I think, forget what you get for unlocking them 
wall. It's either a gun or it's like a perk or something. Yeah. These coins are used in game to unlock new items, which is nice. Like giving like, purpose well, we, to your you collectibles is always magnum. a good thing. That's how you get the magnum. That's how you get an upgrade to more health. And it's like making them do something was a lot better. Yeah, and because in, in eight, their collectibles do nothing. Yeah, and and the, again, that's as I just said. It's like give your collectibles purpose. Like don't just have them to have them. Like always put something at the end. You know, like otherwise, like if you're asking me to collect these things and there's no purpose to collect them at the end, like if it's just like, oh, you did it, you know. Patch yeah, on the no back. Gonna, Good job. No Send me on your way. I don't want to do anything it. other than me who's trying to get drunk. Exactly. I remember big tangent here. Mm-hmm. The original Assassin's Creed on 360. Oh my gosh. Yes. There were all these, there were like 800 flags. Yeah. And I found every single one because they each had an achievement to it. And I thought at the end of that, I get some cool costume or some sick sword. And all those flags were in there or for was for those achievements. Just like Ubisoft was just boy. like, here's a million flags to find for no reason other than to find them yeah and at the end of that i was like i can't believe i fucking did this it's like yeah i got my trophies but fuck that thankfully in subsequent games like in the next one assassin's creed 2 their big collectible was all these feathers mm-hmm. and at least when you found them all you did get something you got yeah. a cape that like lowered your notoriety which is pretty dope yeah and i you know actually that you mentioned assassin's creed 1 i think that was another one of those games where i was collecting things that was when i was more in my achievement kick playing on xbox you know mm-hmm. and that was one where i remember my friends being like oh i collected this many of these and i was just like oh i ain't got the time for that <laughs> and i was well, just like oh, i'm not gonna do that <laughs> but i had to because oh, i yeah. could not get all the trophies one other thing i want to say about seven that they didn't do at eight that i was a little disappointed with but i fucking love is that the hardest difficulty is called madhouse mm-hmm. and it's not just harder they remixed everything they they have their own set of collectibles and those collectibles open up different cages with different things in them so like in the normal game you have to find these keys there's a scorpion key a crow key and a snake key mm-hmm. they all open different parts of the the level well in the original game you just find the scorpion key in the madhouse you have to fucking buy it if you don't buy it you can't unlock the basically the door that uh, makes it easy to go from the main house to the basement so you have to go this long way every time that makes the game significantly harder and i thought that was really cool mm-hmm. but i'm assuming you had no idea about that because yeah i wasn't gonna I'm do assuming that. Most people, most people <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah my free madhouse version yeah uh, i also really like that so one of the things about speed running this game and eight also i had to do a little bit to get the the platinum is that you learn where everything's and it was really cool that it's like all right i'm gonna play the, the, the hard version pretty much know everything is it's like oh shit things are in different places yeah yeah. So it was like a second game on, maybe not a second game, but it was like a remix of the game onto itself. Yeah, I thought which is a, cool. a cool way of doing, you know, the harder difficulty. What was also nice is that the hardest difficulty was really fucking hard. <laughs> but by doing all of those other runs first, like the first aid meds or the item box, you unlock a circular saw, you unlock uh, a better gun. So it's like you're getting these tools that are making the, even though it's hard, you're making it a little bit easier. Yeah, like I, I don't blame them. Uh, for putting in collectibles this way and I think I might have said this even in the Star Wars one right but Resident Evil does it right in most of their cases of just like hey there is something for it and it gives you better weapon or better cool things at the end but, no I, I really like that yeah. I, I do like the way they did it here a little bit more than the way they do it in 8 mm-hmm. which the way they do in 8 is how they did it in like Resident Evil 3 remake yeah Resident Evil, I, Resident Evil 2 remake reminds me a lot more of this game 
because the way that they unlock things in Resident Evil 2 Remake is like this. Mm-hmm. You do specific things, you get specific items. Resident Evil 3 Remake and Resident Evil 8 both implemented like an internal achievement system that by doing specific things, yeah. you would get a currency, which then you could spend in a in an in-game store to unlock. Like that's how you get infinite ammo in 8 is by paying points once you have a gun upgraded. Whereas here, you get infinite ammo by beating the game on the hardest difficulty. So you don't have infinite ammo for the hardest difficulty. Whereas the hardest difficulty on eight i already had unlimited ammo on the fucking magnum and it just made it a cakewalk except for a couple parts which we'll talk about there but overall the the trophy wise the the trophies for this game are very fucking doable the hardest one is probably just beating the game on the hardest difficulty because you will not have unlimited ammo but you will have this circular saw which is a melee weapon that just fucking cuts through people and you know you'll die in one hit mm-hmm. or two hits but you know as long as you you play it safe and you kind of know where things are it's not too bad everything else is pretty simple it's you know f- hey make one of every consumable item kill someone with your knife and then weird things like uh you know during that fight where you're doing chainsaws with jack yeah avoid one by ducking you know kill two people with one shot play all the videotapes one was really cool is play that uh videotape for the escape room in under five minutes play all the videotapes in one playthrough so it's very fucking doable it's a great platinum and then they put out four dlc packs which are pretty fun i don't know how did you play any of those no um i did the chris redfield like not a hero not a hero yeah yeah that one i i because i I love chris redfield so i got i tuned in for that one and then i dodged the others but i heard they were fun before dlc packs is pretty that's substantial for a game i I don't want to spend too much time on them because Mm -hmm. we could talk forever but i'll just say that yeah there were two dlc packs there was band footage volume one and volume two those were more like side things like the first one had the second escape room they had a mode called uh nightmare which was basically a horde mode and then they had ethan much must die which was basically a roguelike version yeah rope the ethan must die took me a long time but when i got it it was good it was really cool it was basically you need to get to the end of this level through a very specific pattern and everything shows up the same but what drops out of boxes and what weapons you get are random Random. so it was it was this was when you were saying they're trying to throw anything against the wall that that's what the band footage was because you had someone saying i want to try a roguelike someone saying i want to make a horror mode someone saying i want to make this in the second one you had this weird 21 game which i think sucked but it was like somebody wanted to try it then you had this thing called daughters which was like more of a uh narrative one and then you had this mode called jack's 55th birthday which was this weird time attack mode where you had to kill zombies to rack up time to find food to feed jack on his birthday and it was just like they're trying weird shit and this came with the gold version of the game and i'm fucking for it i didn't get all the trophies in it because some of them are hard but i also like i'm not the hard i'm not hardline on dlc i only really care about the platinum so it's like i got my fun and i got out yeah then they put out not a hero for free which was a side thing of chris redfield versus luke that was great and then they ended with end of zoe where you're playing as jack's brother zoe's uncle who finds her in the swamp and then has to fight the swamp man you can use weapons or you can just punch with fists there's actually a trophy i didn't get for getting through the game on normal with just your fucking fists i thought that was pretty fucking cool shit overall though uh before we move on to eight because now that we've gotten into this we're uh this one might go a little bit longer yeah this one's definitely because we're rounding out about 75 right now oh shit should we should we save eight we could save it we could do eight in the next one you know what i feel like 
I don't want to rush through eight, and yeah. I've told eight we've, is we've talked so about how good. Like, I have so much stuff to talk about eight. I eight, feel like eight is so fresh in my mind too, because like that, I I do actually need to t- to round back out and tell you when we were talking about doing this episode, right? Mm-hmm. We were talking about Final Fantasy before it, and when we, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. at midnight, and uh, I might have been uh, under the under the influence a little bit in that conversation. We were, we were talking about Blaze was talking about i don't want those olympics to be my first platinum so right platinum game i like hey does final fantasy nine have them yep. platinum? and i was like yeah fucking good luck he's like and and blaze was like no i love that game it'll be easy that game's not fucking easy it, that oh. game is 100 all of the side shit it, and it is like it it is for well i, I don't know because it, it's my favorite game and like i know it inside now and it's like when i looked at the platinum i was like oh yeah excalibur 2 is a little rough and it it this does require at least two playthroughs uh because to get excalibur 2 that's uh, that's on a time you have to, be, you have you have to have do to that in 12 hours game in 12 hours yeah but then it should like hey 1000 jump ropes. yeah it was the jump rope that broke me i was like oh, i don't want to do there that. Is somebody, <laughs> somebody somebody did write a script where if you're playing through remote play you can just have it jump rope for you but I don't know if you want to do something like that. I would do that. Um, I would. That would be a great. Uh, fuck it. I, I would think about maybe going for the platinum just so we could talk about nine because I also love nine. Can we? Oh, but, my God. I, I, I'm I actually replaying it on my streams right now. Like I'm doing these late night ones where I just play yeah. it for like in three hour sections. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. But we were talking about Final Fantasy, right? And then we were like, oh, you had said, oh, have you played seven and eight? And I was like, oh, yeah, I've played seven and I'm replaying eight. I even typed in Resident Evil at that moment, fully thinking you, that I was... I I thought we were talking about Final Fantasy 7 remake. <laughs> it makes way more fucking sense. That's right? why you were like I'm replaying it. Because it's just like I prepared okay. for Final Fantasy 7 today. <laughs> and I have right. I was Resident like, Evil oh 7. man. Oh no worries. Okay. That's that's All me. Right. Um I'm gonna make an executive decision <laughs> and we're gonna say this episode is now not titled Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil Village. It's just titled Resident, Resident Evil 7. 7. Bio. And next time you guys are gonna get Resident Evil Village. Yeah, and it um, is going to be fresh. And you know what? You know what? This is actually kind of cool because we are giving people a chance to, to go oh, play eight. Oh shit. It's like a game club. Go play eight. Go, go play, play eight. eight. Right. And go if you eight. haven't played seven, go play seven too, because they're both relatively no, short. You, games. Need to play, you, you need to play seven before you play. Yes, eight. absolutely. But, you know, this is a part one, part two, seven and eight, and then go platinum them or don't. And then get the platinum after. But I wanted to say that the platinum of resident evil seven. Oh no. You know what? You rate it first. I like, I like it when you rate it first. Yeah. Totally. Just as um, a game. What would you give resident evil seven? Even though, uh, for, I do, fun. Yeah, fun, for fun, fun for fun, and this is coming off of my like again, I probably haven't played this game in about a year or so. I like this game fully. After God, it's weird to rate it without having to give the context for eight because I think eight is what makes this game even better. No, um, but the thing is that my original opinions of this game were before eight came out. Right? Yeah, eight makes this, me like this game even more. But yeah. you have to rate this game on its own. On its own, I think it is a solid game. It is, and it's a game worth your time. I think it if I gave it a number it's probably an eight i think it's a solid game it, like kudos to capcom you rated it too low i'm no longer friends with you <laughs> oh no no i i think it's an eight only because like it it was the game where i was like all right you did it once do it again you know and it's because of what eight does that makes parts of seven be like oh my gosh like it's it's hard to separate these two games and call them two games because they feel like one big game right it's one big it really is one it's it's not one big game but it's one big story it is it is one big story that that has a 
conclusion at the end of it. Like, sure, I'm sure the ninth one will, you know, it'll probably be built on everything this, but the story of Ethan Winters is built within these two games. Yeah, yeah. This is is a story about Ethan and Ethan overcoming adversity because of the love he has for his wife and trying to get her back. Right. And I think that this game does it very well. I just think like, I th- and I think an eight is a great game. I think eight is really, really solid. Like, I just think that in that in section where you get the Lord on the, t- the whole tanker kind of like, that's where I start kind of being like, ah, yeah, I'm just trying to get through this to get to the end at this point. And then the cliffhanger with Chris left me for a long time just being like, is that Chris? Like, who knows? Like, but I kind of like that it stands on its own. I like that it takes Resident Evil, takes the old classic one, mixes it up for like kind of a newer modern day kind of spin uh, and does it very well and even in first person like which is totally foreign for me or like you know just kind of like most Resident Evils you know but yeah I think it's worth your time it's a solid game Uh, it's got solid gameplay and solid puzzles all the way through so yeah I totally eight maybe even 8.5 like it is it's solid still too low are you I'm gonna tell you right now Resident Evil 7 is a 9.5 and that is coming from the fact that the trophies are fun Mm -hmm. they are not too challenging there's nothing that you're going to bang your head against nothing that they ask you to do is impossible which we will get to in the next fucking game next episode I'll tell you about a fucking impossible trophy the hardest (laughs) one is just playing the game on the hardest difficulty but by strategizing and planning it out by getting those unlocks beforehand that takes some of the pressure off it uh, the collectibles are not too hard there's only like I want to say there's like 40 or 50 files and playing it blind by myself I just found all but one just by looking around there's only uh, fuck how many I mean that's the thing about Resident Evil 2 is that or at least this one because it's not as open it's a little bit easier to find them collectibles like it's yeah they're in a house like go find them four videotapes there's 18 antique coins uh on normal there's 33 antique coins on madhouse so you got to find those there's oh there's a 32 files it's the next one that has like 40 or whatever and there's i think only 10 mr nobody or what's his name so you're rounding about about 100 collectibles total is that where where it is oh probably a little over that with somewhere between 100 and 125 but like they're not that hard you'll find most of them without trying right and there's so many good guides out there of where the rest of them are that it's very easy to do a cleanup run mm-hmm. plus honestly once you've played this game a couple times and you know where everything is my record for beating this game is an hour and like 53 minutes or something no, it was 151 oh. you can beat this game in under two hours if you know what you're doing that's a, that's a question i have for you with the speed run oh, aspect okay. of this game and the following game would you consider yourself to doing like a speed run to submit for a time or do you think that's no, kind of just like out the, of the... the speed runs that are people do i've looked up mm-hmm. number one they play the game on computer instead of playstation yeah. because it's faster number two they play the game in japanese and number three there's a way to skip through part of the game where you can have jack push you through a wall oh. and i just don't want to like that that just doesn't seem fun to me so okay. like most i think the record for me in this game is under an hour and a half so i'm 20 minutes off that's a lot of time so it's just like yeah i'll say this about this game this is the highest praise i could give resident evil 7 since i've started playing this game as since i've started playing the game of trophies it's the only game i've gone back to and played just for fun wow it's the like other games that's that we were, other games that i have platinum multiple times because i love like my favorite game of that whole generation persona 5 i've only ever played again because i've gotten another copy to get other trophies control i've only ever played again because they put out new versions where i could get the trophies again mm-hmm. this is the only game where it's like i've gotten all the trophies but i want to speed run it again for garrett's show or i want to speed it run it again for my show because it's uh, you know i have a reason to do it it's the 
only game that I have played after getting the platinum for fun. That's like, it's kind of wild to me because like, again, like when we were talking earlier in the show, it's like you've platinum 25 games in the last two weeks. <laughs> like, yeah. so it doesn't like seem like you kind of go back too much, but that's like, I don't, that's high I, praise. If you're like, Oh yeah, I do go back on this one. I never go back to games after I've platinum them because it's like, well, you've done yeah, everything. I love game, like, what I've done it. Yeah. I've done everything. It's time to move on. I enjoyed that game and it, I've enjoyed that piece of media. It's time to put it on the shelf like a trophy, right? Which it is. And to move on by Resident Evil seven biohazard is the one where it's like, Hey, I'm pretty good at this. And I probably, we'll do that with eight when given the opportunity to speed run it have you we'll played it since eight since eight's uh, released have you gone back to no. play seven okay. i mean it only came out like a couple months ago yeah so. that's true like i was i wasn't sure if you were like oh you know what like the itch of eight was just so good like i want to go back and re-experience no, seven knowing what had, you know he did something that made me never want to touch one of these games again oh yeah but that's right <laughs> listener we'll get to that yeah next time next time next episode guys go uh, play resident so, evil 8 and 7 yeah go play you them right go now play it and you should platinum it so that's an 8 from you that's a 9.5 from me that's the highest rated game on the series so far so I far say. like that out of two out of two games it's number one well there you go guys that's that's Resident Evil 7. Yeah. And hey, this is great. I thought this was going to be uh, an episode of two games, and it turns out we got two episodes out of this. So we already know what we're doing next time. And exactly. we can play along by getting it. I'm Before so we leave, kind of like last time, this is where we talked about what's upcoming, but the yeah. same games are still upcoming. So you know what? I got Should we do like viewer mail? I think we actually should. I think that would actually be a really fun thing to do too. Like, plus, I also kind of just want to hear about like what people want to play on the show. I, I threw out a tweet earlier today, actually. Has said, hey, we're recording episode two. Uh, what would you like to see on the show in the future? And I did get a reply uh, from Thailand. Shouts out Thailand. Thailand wants to see us play Fallout New Vegas. Does that have a PS4 version or like a- No, it's PS3 only, but I will say that's mm-hmm. the only, that not counting 76. I, I own that and it's the only Fallout game that I, I have the Platins in three and four and Fallout Shelter, but I haven't never played New Vegas. Really? So that'd be something to play. Have you ever played it? Yeah, I've, I've played a little bit, but again, like, uh, the the Fallout games are not my favorite. Um, oh, I love Fallout. I like the Elder Scrolls games a lot more, but yeah. Fallout, the post-apocalyptic future, like that setting is not really my favorite setting. That's but my fucking jam, baby. If that's what people are wanting to see us play, I'm down to play it for the we'll, show. We'll put it on the list. We'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll make an effort, hopefully, you know, in the future to platinum that. Once I do, we can talk about it. I mean, I did but, like uh, Outer, what is it? Outer Worlds, which Outer is the Worlds other Obsidian game. fucking great. That's another... Yeah. Yeah. definitely talk. that's a great episode right there i'd love to talk about that too oh fuck we have so many good episodes I know, I, like uh okay and yeah. hey, i'll let you guys in on a little secret we're definitely once the only reason i didn't want to do them up front is because the director's cuts are coming out soon mm-hmm. but i want to do a death stranding and a ghost of tsushima episode yeah and i'm i'm really looking forward to playing ghost of tsushima like the more i keep thinking about oh. the more i'm like i want to play this you're, you're gonna fucking love it i i'm trying to lock down somebody's playstation to borrow before <laughs> no it's on ps4 well i want to play the ps five one though right like okay, i want to play it and it's like in its full form gamefly uh, sponsor us so that yo gamefly can, or so that chris can buy a a fucking uh ps5 yeah and also playstation gamefly. put out more playstation so that i might even have the chance to buy one 
yeah, no, dude. Gamefly, I've, uh, hey, I've got like two Gamefly discs sitting here. I got a third one coming. Love your service. A couple of those games that I platinum since the last time we talked were Gamefly games. Yeah, so I was like, going to say, like, what do you have on Gamefly right now? Like, what did I get from Gamefly since last time? Or yeah. what do I have right now? What did I get from Gamefly last time was Life is Strange 2, Gang Beasts, and Trooper Brook. Those were all, those three were from them. Right now I've got Spirit of the North, Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX, and I've got Ark survival coming because you can use uh dev- what's not developer codes what's the fucking word i'm looking for um cheat codes yeah cheat whatever cheat codes <laughs> cheat codes to just get all those trophies really quick so oh, nice. love your service gamefly guys please tell gamefly that you listen to this and that you love yes. gamefly because of us so that we can get that sweet sweet gamefly money to get chris a ps5 and to get me free video games and gamefly i know you're watching i saw you like the tweets like, oh yeah looking. Gamefly liked our tweets we're looking for you gamefly like we want to be out there for you um, um what's the, what's the email we have so that people can yes. uh, if you want to email us questions send it to I have more trophies than you at gmail.com plain and simple it's the name of the show at gmail.com all one Perfect. word just yeah and hey send us emails about what you know questions about trophies or questions about video games that we've talked about in the past or if you have something you want to say let us know and we'll uh, yeah. or let we'll us know end. what you want to see on the future because yeah, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm down to play anything too. like even if there's a game series uh, I'm not a fan of I'm still down to play the game like i'm always down to research and look into something so and i'm down as long as the platinum trophy is not broken or incredibly fucking just like balls to the wall difficult exactly or or something like white knight chronicles which is like a three thousand hour platinum oh i'm not fucking, i'm not fucking doing that i'm never gonna fucking do that are you fucking kidding me fuck that if there was a if there was one game that was like hey it's a thousand hours final fantasy no. 14 final fantasy 14. okay we'll get there then we'll get there with final I, fantasy hey, i'm 14. close to getting one i've only got three more trophies i need on the ps4 version it's to do guild has catch fish in the thousand fates and then i can start working on the ps5 version oh my gosh i'm so, see i'm so ready for it i can't yeah, wait great. cannot wait oh my god has this been episode two was that I episode think this two? is episode two guys was, was episode this episode two, two? you tell that us was, a good, episode. was, this that was a good episode i like this one a lot and i like yeah. that we already know what episode three is gonna be and we also know something very important that we learned from this episode and what's that i have more trophies than you thank you so much for listening to our podcast if you'd like to send us questions gaming memories comments or if you just want to know when the next episode is going to drop then you can follow us on twitter at more trophies pod that's m-o-r-e-t-r-o-p-h-i-e-s-p-o-d that's more trophies pod also you can email us at i have more trophies than you at gmail.com it's just the name of the show all one word at gmail.com also be sure to follow ryan at dr underscore ryan on twitter you can also keep up to date with his monday night twitch streams office hours at twitch.tv forward slash dr underscore ryan that's dr underscore r-y-a-n dr underscore ryan on both twitch and twitter and follow Chris on Twitter at Burezu in Japan. Now, I, I know, I know what you're thinking. Don't worry, I'm going to spell it out for you right now. That's B-U-R-E-Z-U-I-N-J-A-P-A-N. That's all one word, Burezu in Japan on Twitter. And when they are streaming, you can check them out at twitch.tv forward slash blaze TK. That's B-L-A-Z-E 
the letter T, the letter K on Twitch. Blaze DK. Thank you again so much, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode.